Well, we lost a prince this week. Prince passed away. Uh, he was a magical musician with the ability to play more than 20 instruments. But he was much more than that. And I'm going to tell you all about his humanitarian ways here tonight on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. Good evening. I am Maureen McGrath. I am your host, S of the show. <laughs> I'm a blogger, researcher, registered nurse, clinician, all-around lover of life, and, of course, sex, and hope you are too. If not, perhaps I can turn you on to that. We indeed lost a prince. Uh, he, of course, you know him by his music, but he was also quite the humanitarian, which I think is, if we had more people in the world like this, the world would be a whole lot better place. You may or may not know that he was fiscally responsible for the Yes, We Code, which is an organization that involved 15 major tech companies working with kids in the hood. So that organization was getting ready for the Silicon Valley to help educate underprivileged children so that they may have the opportunity to work in Silicon Valley. He was also the financial genius behind Green for All. And many people in California have solar panels on their houses that were paid for by Prince and they don't even know it. Apparently, according to his friends, he was there for people on the bad days. You know, we often have friends who are there for us on the good days. Sometimes we have friends who aren't even there for us on the good days because they're too jealous or they're too envious for your success. But he was there on the good days and on the bad days. Anyone struggling in the world, he was apparently sending checks, helping people every single day of his life. He helped of his life. He helped organizations and leaders. He was much more than music, and in fact, that is why he played the music. He was the quintessential humanitarian. He never wanted the credit or the glory, and that is why his name was never associated with any of these organizations. The more we can be like Prince, the better off I think we will be on this planet. Food for thought for tonight on the sex show. But... Moving on. So we are going to be playing a lot of his music tonight on the program. Thanks to Mike. Mike Given, thanks for uh, ah, being well. here with me. On no, the, it's good to be back. It's fantastic to yeah, have you. I missed you. you last week. I missed you as well. Well, we had Matt. We gave him a hard time. Good. <laughs> I, I assume as much. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, anyway, we'll probably be giving him more of a hard time in the future. But uh, thank you so much for all your help. That's my pleasure. With orchestrating this show and especially around the music. So uh, we've got a selection of Prince songs for tonight. Not all of his romantic songs, which is what I would have loved. Because, as you know, uh, or you may not know, that Prince didn't actually stream all of his songs. And so not a lot of his uh, was, great music is on. He was against a lot of it, which I respect. He was. I have tremendous respect yeah. for that. Absolutely. We still got some good stuff. We do. So not everything is on YouTube, so it's making it a little more challenging for us, but uh, there's no Prince song that I don't love. So anyway, hopefully you'll enjoy uh, the music in between the sex segments as well. Uh, so you can give me a call tonight on the program, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Or you can email me. I love your emails, and I have some emails that I'm going to read tonight. You know, sometimes you never know if people are listening. And in fact, I really, I never, I never actually count on that. And if anyone is listening, you never know who they are. To be honest, uh, 
even if someone heard you, you're not sure if they did listen. So as a radio broadcaster, now I know the big broadcasters like John McComb and Linda Steele and Jill Bennett, uh, they have huge followings and uh, we definitely know people are listening. And so sometimes, especially around the sex subject, you just don't know if people are too embarrassed to listen or... Uh, but sometimes they send you emails, and that confirms that they are listening. So I was uh, graced with a couple of beautiful emails this week, and I'm going to read those to you a little bit later on in the program. Otherwise, tonight on the program, if this is the first time that you are joining the sex show, welcome. So happy you're here with me, but it's always my pleasure to have you. Uh, so we're going to start out with Sean Seal. Sean Seal is a personal trainer, Upside Strength, and he has been assisting me with personal training over the last couple of weeks. He's developed a program for me to build up some upper body strength. At first, the only part of me that was getting bigger, if you will, was my waistline. I didn't really consider that my upper body, but anyway, I was starving and hungry and tired, and it was tough as I uh, went along and went to the gym, but something did make it a lot easier, and that was the hoga mat that I brought with me. <laughs> the hoga mat is a patent-pending uh, mat. You know how the mats in the gyms are always quite thin and you're still hurting your elbows and your knees? Uh, well, this one, and as well, you're sweating on it and it's uncomfortable. Well, this one comes with a towel that is attached. It's snapped together. So it's quite nice. And uh, and that makes it uh, much easier for me to go because you always feel better working out or skiing or playing tennis when you look better. And I feel I look great with my hoga mat. So I would suggest you go to there website, hogamats.com, and pick one up for yourself. Makes it that much easier. Uh, so Sean is joining me tonight, and we're going to talk about what you should eat, since I'm now obsessed with food, <laughs> what you should eat before you work out and what you should eat after you work out. And let me tell you, Oreos are not on the menu. Fish is, and I'm going to explain something about fish. Uh, so may I suggest you definitely add fish to your menu, and I'll tell you why I have added much more fish. I am a seafood lover, I have to say, but there's a reason that I am adding more fish. I'm going to talk to Sean about that um, but if I were you, I'd get it at Fisherman's Market, and I'm going to tell you why. They are located in Nelson, Kelowna, Kamloops, and Vancouver, and West Vancouver. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to tell you why I am now uh, a lifelong customer of Fisherman's Market, some good people there, in addition to amazing fish. Uh, also on the program tonight, have you been bragging about your relationship online, <laughs> posting pictures, making you and your lover look like the perfect couple? Well, that just might mean you're not. And Dave.ca is going to join me to talk about that. And he and I are also going to talk about a new video platform that helps women achieve orgasm. And who better to talk about orgasm than with your guy, if you're a woman? or whomever, whatever. Let's talk about it. It's good. Sex talk is associated with increased sexual satisfaction, especially in women. Also, every time I fly, I have a dream that I am, that the jet is on the ground. I fall asleep basically before they have even closed the door. I've never actually seen how to escape an airplane, so as I'm asleep during that time. Uh, and I sleep the entire flight. But I'm dreaming the entire flight that the plane, no matter where I'm going, is on the road on I-5 in Washington State, and it's just full steam ahead. And so you're going to find out what my flying dream might mean and what do sex dreams mean. It's interesting, and it may be a way 
for you to look at some of the things that are going on in your life, some of the subliminal reasons you may be having trouble in life, and it's just another marker for what to do about those things. So I'm talking about what's behind your sex dreams, and I'm not talking about wet dreams, but I will say that does remind me, listener discretion is advised to put the children to bed, grab your glass of wine. Do we have any wine here, Mike? <laughs> I wish we did. I'm sure there's somewhere, yeah. I was waking you up. What kind of a workplace is this, no wine? Anyway, <laughs> not a not a bottle of burrowing owl in the place. I mean, really, okay. <laughs> Going to have to top, we top, should make that happen, top brass about that, absolutely. Okay, so grab your glass of wine and uh, join me and your lover. Uh and uh, make it a little threesome for the night. Also going to be talking about uh, Vancouver is the number one city, not for just the highest house prices. No, but it is the most uh, popular place for sugar daddies and sugar babies. And you'll be surprised about the transformation and the changing definition of sugar daddy and sugar baby. So we're going to be talking about those arrangements. Last week, I spoke about pubic hair, of all things. <laughs> and you would be surprised just how many comments and messages I've received about pubic hair. So we're going to do a little bit of a review because some of the guys, I think, need some of that. They were feeling left out, some of them. Anyway, you guys have that little fluffy stuff, too. So I'm going to cover that for you. And also, I've been promising porn for a little while, and I've actually been reviewing a lot of the studies. And so tonight, I'm just going to give you that overview uh, because we're going to delve into that a little bit deeper next week when Alistair Moose joins me of Anger Management. He's joining me next week, so don't get too excited. But you can call me. I do have a prize to give out, and it's a, I've, I've dubbed this Lady Love, this little pink package, white and pink package, and it has my favorite, um, one of my favorite <laughs> sexual health aids in it. I'm going to talk about that after I am assured that you have put the children to bed. Uh, anyway, a little package for you, so we'll give that out a little bit later in the program. But if you have a question for me, health question, sex question, relationship question, give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can call me anytime. I don't bite. Uh, if you have any questions for any of the guests as well about fertility or personal training or increasing your upper body strength, you can give me a call also 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. So when I get back, I'm going to be talking about what I should be eating before my workout and what I should be eating after. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome to the program. I do hope you've put your children to bed because we are going to be talking about some sensitive subjects. And I hope you've grabbed your wine and your lover if you have one. If not, I hope this program helps you to get one. <laughs> anyway, you never know. I'm the ultimate optimist. I'm also optimistic that I can get in better shape and get stronger, especially in the upper body. The progress I've made so far since I've started personal development, and you're going to think I'm an alcoholic, but I was was able to open the champagne we had last week at a casual dinner. Nobody else in the room was able to. Anyhow, so that was quite impressive. Sean Seal's a personal trainer of Upside Strength, and he has developed a program for me to build up my upper body strength. He's in the studio with me. Thanks, Sean, for joining me. How am I looking? <laughs> Looking great, Maureen, as always. <laughs> That's why I have a big sweater on, <laughs> covering it all up. I don't want to mention what has gotten bigger on me. 
Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I, I've struggled. It's not been easy. It's yeah. been nice. I have to say it's been great. You okay. know, the, the yeah. program is good. The, all the different, uh, the frog leg one is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Some of the other ones uh, that are that I've been doing and lifting the uh, barbells and yeah. all of that using some of the machines. Uh, but I got tired and extra hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and that will happen. Yes, I haven't. Ha- I've. It takes it takes me about maybe thirty five to forty minutes to do it each time. Okay. Now you asked me about time and how how is that in terms of what you gave me for homework am i does it sound like i'm doing my homework or not absolutely that's great you is don't that about the time? Yeah, yeah i don't think you you don't need to spend uh one two three hours in the gym mm-hmm. uh, to get a good workout in you i think it's good you, you get in you do your work and you get out and get on with your life because ultimately that's that's why you're doing it exactly so you can enjoy your life outside of the gym more not I'd spend more time in the gym. Yeah, I don't like to be indoors at all, <laughs> I, unless it's in the bedroom, of course. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I am a sex show host. Anyway, call me if you have any questions, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Or if you have a personal training question, personal training helps to increase blood flow, so that's good for your sex life. It helps Absolutely. to build self-esteem and self-confidence, and may, maybe you walk a little taller, a little bit more of a peacock walk. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, so the hunger. And so I just ate anything. I was ravenous. I ate anything. Yeah. And now I, I've pulled that back now. I'm back on my normal eating plan. You know, just about seven or eight vegetables a day. Everything from Perfect, yeah. peppers, mushrooms, onions, uh, uh, bok choy, uh, kale. Anyway, had a lot of them. So mm-hmm. that was good. Mm-hmm. And I also had some fish. And fish is a good... Uh, fish is very good. Okay. So... I got mine at the fisherman's market. I have to say this. My wallet was stolen. Oh, really? Yes. And then the the thief <laughs> left it on the gas pump. Oh, wow. After filling up their car, wow. apparently. And uh, But then the wallet was found. And the people from the fish market ensured that I got it back. Can you well, believe that? That's very nice of them. So then I went and bought fish <laughs> and and seaweed salad, which I love. At Fisherman's Market, not the fish market, Fisherman's Market. Did I say fish market? Anyway, the fishermansmarket.ca. So I'm giving them a shout out because I so appreciated that they got that wallet back to me. Very good people. Intact. Outstanding. An amazing fish. I had the halibut. It was as good as if I had plucked it from the ocean myself. Honestly, I, I know halibut. It was excellent. And I tend not to like to purchase my seafood in stores. So I like to be as close to the ocean as possible. This particular one was kind of close to the ocean. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, it was excellent. So so what would you suggest for somebody to eat before and after so that they're not starving? Uh, before I get started with this, I think it's important to say that uh, <clears throat> personal trainers are not certified to give nutritional uh, uh, I mean, meal, meal plans. Okay, this interview is over then, Sean. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're done. Out. On to the <laughs> okay, sex. <bye. laughs> Okay. Uh, it's Did fu- someone say peacock? <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, it's fine to give nutritional advice, but I think it's important to look for help uh, from a professional if you want a detailed meal plan. Oh, sure. Uh, I don't want that. I don't absolutely. have time for that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, some uh, so, some common guidelines. I'd say, uh, first of all, keep it simple. Uh, like you said, all the, the vegetables you eat every day, you know, uh, varied and colorful, I think, is a good way to, to go with your vegetables. And, and then, for me, accessible. They have to be in the fridge. Yeah, I love yeah, that yeah. look of all the colors in the fridge. But you know, just pick up all the vegetables you can, mm-hmm. and yes, um, and, and then, organic versus non-organic. And I bought both, 
And I thought, I'm going to see which one lasts longer. I really don't care about the pesticides, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I hate to say that. We're going to be talking epigenetics later, so I might regret that statement. But <laughs> I, do, I do that. I test. And I'm like, okay, let's just see which one tastes better, is better, lasts longer. You know. But go ahead. I interrupt. Um, what was I? So you're not certified. <laughs> I'm not. To talk about No, much. I'm not. But I can still, you know, uh, touch a word on it. Uh, I think keeping it simple and having a balanced meal two to three hours before uh, you work out. Uh, two just, to three hours before, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you could have it closer. It okay. depends. Some people, you know, uh, feel uncomfortable uh, training if they've eaten uh, too soon before okay. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a rule of thumb, you know, see, see what works for you. All right. Uh, but a balanced meal. So, for example, you could have a tuna salad with a side of squash and some almonds mm-hmm. or maybe some uh, chicken, rice, and stir-fry veggies. Uh, you know, just a, a balanced plate and then uh, go have your workout. And after your workout, if you feel like you need something right there and then um, uh, a fruit, a fresh fruit, like a banana is perfect. Okay. Uh, if you want something crunchy, have a, a handful of almonds. Okay. Uh, I think it's important to stay away as much as possible from uh, stuff like sports bars and, uh, you know, uh, sports drinks. Because as as much as they claim that they will do uh, worlds of good for you, they're chock full of sugar. And you could probably get away with much less sugar than that, and you'll be fine. Uh, and, and, again, after after this, have a whole meal, uh, li- like I said uh, beforehand, or uh, maybe, you know, meat, potatoes, and a salad. Uh, keep it really simple. I think that's nutrition. It's, it's really easy to overdo it. People like to dig down the rabbit hole and, and fight on the minutia. But if you keep the basics uh, – if you take care of the basics, you'll, it'll take you most of the way. Okay. And what is the best time of day to work out, do you think? Uh, I think it's very individual. Again, I, I think it's, there's, no, uh, there's no absolutes. Yeah, that's good. In, yeah. in, in exercise. So uh, it's going to depend on your schedule. It's going to depend on when you feel the more. Uh, and how about nighttime? Should we be doing something other than working out or working out elsewhere at night? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the right show for this. Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, but at nighttime, because that, can that get people all revved up in the wrong way? Um, <laughs> Maybe they won't sleep well. Uh, it, it depends. I think it's a, a good thing to do if you're working out later in the evening. Maybe after you stretch, uh, you could lie down for a minute and just close your eyes and breathe deeply, mm-hmm. just to kind of reset uh, your body so that you get out not in a in a fight or flight mode, right. and you're not all stressed out from yeah. the gym because ultimately that's. Uh, it's, that's what's going to do it. Of it's course, they could it, go yeah. home and do the dirty deed as well and little nookie, go. and that'll yeah. <laughs> release the endorphins. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, experience orgasm, which we're going to be talking about later on the show with Dave of Dave.ca Communications. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, UpsideStrength.com and uh, on Twitter, Sean Seal. S-E-A-N-S-E-A-L-E, and I'm on Facebook as well. Okay, excellent. And S-E-A-L-E, that's right. And uh, so your best, absolute best workout tip that you feel could really help many people. Uh, patience and consistency. I know it's boring, uh, but it's, that's, that's going to take you a lot of places. Absolutely. It certainly will. Well, Sean, thank you so much. Thank you for getting me going. I'm feeling like it's going to get me stronger for my TEDx Stanley Park talk where I have to deliver information about sexless marriages, and I'm afraid I'm going to get bananas thrown at me on that day. Anyway, great to have you, and I'll see you next Saturday. I look forward to your blog on Monday. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. When I return, Dr. Lauren Brown joins me. We're going to talk about fertility. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.
Welcome back to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I'm Maureen McGrath. Thank you for joining me. If you've stayed with me, that's a good thing. Thank you. Uh, because I actually forgot to mention one of my guests in the intro, and that was silly because it's such an important subject. But, you know, this blonde head has a lot in it. She can't be held responsible for <laughs> things that remain in it and don't come out of her mouth, if you can believe that. But uh, we're going to be talking about uh, fertility and epigenetics and the impact of epigenetics on fertility. I'm honored to have Dr. Lorne Brown. He is a traditional Chinese medicine doctor at AccuBalance here in Vancouver, and he joins me in the studio. Nice to see you again. You too, Maureen. It's good to be back. Yeah, great to have you. Thanks so much. And uh, so this is a, a hot topic, fertility, and you have a big conference coming up uh, yeah, really next ex- week. Yeah, it's our second annual Integrated Fertility Symposium happening here in Vancouver. People, international um, speakers and delegates from around the world are coming, and we're bringing the East and West, and we're talking about all the stuff we East can East and do. West medicine? Yeah, we've Did got reproductive endocrinologists and wow. neurologists, so fertility doctors, naturopaths, acupuncturists, functional medicine. And the big theme is nourish the soul before you plant the seed, which is basically epigenetics. What can we do in the preconception period to help men and women improve their egg and sperm quality and the health blueprint of their child? So epigenetics is no small subject. Uh, I mean, it's quite complex, in fact, and and it's a little controversial as well. There's a, the some of the science is, uh, you know, it's it's not hard and fast. It's not absolute. Uh, but so tell me about how does epigenetics, and it really has to do with genes and DNA and RNA and <laughs> peptides and all of that. So how does that impact fertility for men and women? So when we think of genetics and epigenetics, the genes are what you have, and the epigenetics are what you express. So it's what gets turned on or off. And so what they're showing, and the reason it's controversial possibly is because it's so new. So there's not, it's, it's just a growing field. And what they're learning, it's so hard to study because they're showing that the environment of the genes impact whether you develop certain diseases or not, even though you may have a risk factor or be predispo- predisposed, for example, cancer, or diabetes, cardiovascular disease. But the reason it's, when I talk about the environment, it's the lifestyle. So things like diet, things like exercise that you were just talking about, mm-hmm. stress, toxins in the environment, they're showing that this impacts how the genes get expressed and therefore can impact the quality of the egg and the sperm and also impact the future health of your unborn child. So the gene may not be expressed healthily enough, in other words, if people are smoking or drinking excessive alcohol. Uh, there is some research to support uh, epigenetics and alcoholism and, uh, and the, famili- the familial nature of that as well. Yes, you can pass these things on. A great example is the Agouti study where they bred mice to be yellow, obese, and diabetic. And then they changed um, in gestation their diet, and their offspring were brown, thin, and not having diabetes. But they were identical genetically. They both had the gene for diabetes. One expressed it, one didn't. So the important thing here is you can't be a victim anymore. You're not. It's just a risk factor. If you have the gene, it doesn't mean you're going to get the disease. You need the perfect storm. You need to have the environment. And that's where diet, lifestyle, stress, toxins can turn on or off these genes. So it's you I should have asked about diet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm certified to talk about it. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> See, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people will become experts, you know, these days. And uh, it's, but uh, I, I really have a lot of respect for Sean 
saying that he, you know, although he can give advice, and, and I respect that as well, because he's in great shape and uh, and he can bench press like three. Well, look at him and look pounds. at me. I would take diet <laughs> advice from him over me. <laughs> well, you know, There's you're those not that taking know, it from me. Do, Notice right? there was no mention of me. Anyway, <laughs> I said you looked great when I saw you. I hadn't seen you for two years, so Sean, what you're doing is working well. <laughs> Well, thank you. Okay, so what kind of uh, a diet would say? There's a woman, a couple, man and a uh, male and a female couple that are looking to uh, become pregnant and they're having fertility issues. And your one part of it would be to change the diet. And so they're eating a lot of protein bars and, and Taco Bell and drinking a lot and not really considering, uh, you know, they're stress eating perhaps. So what? Uh, yeah, so that's not a, a fertility diet, right? So the fertility diet, uh, and basically this is just a healthy diet. This works. This is an anti-cancer diet, anti-inflammatory diet, get good weight diet. It's a fertility diet. The first thing is what not to eat, and then it will leave room for what to eat. So the pillars that I always say is stay away from processed foods, um, stay away from refined flours and carbs, um, no added sugar, eat lots of veggies, eat good protein, eat good fats. The good fat's an important thing because our society has been told not to eat fat. We've gone to low-fat diets, and we replace them with sugars and carbs. And so this is bad for, the, for your fertility and overall health. What happens when you eat processed food, refined flours? Processed foods are loaded with sugars. They're loaded with trans fats. You want zero trans fat. They're, they're bad for your epigenetics. Um, when you have too much sugar in your diet or processed foods, it affects your blood sugar. It causes your insulin to, speak, to, to peak. And this causes an inflammatory reaction in the body. And again, this leads to accelerated aging, degenerative diseases, and subfertility. Veggies are loaded with fiber. They're nutrient-dense. Um, so you want, and they have antioxidants. Antioxidants help clean up free radical damage. Think of oxidative stress, free radical damage. Think of it as body rust. It's going to happen because you're living and breathing and eating. But certain foods and lifestyle can accelerate the free radical damage, this body rust, And antioxidants, which were loaded in your fruits and vegetables, that's what gives them colors, clean that up. And so you need lots of antioxidants. You need good protein. They need good fats, like omega-3s, like your fish. you got to go, what's the name of that fish store? you got to go Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Let me give them another plug <laughs> yeah. because I have my wallet they back saved and your wallet. saved my life. And that wallet had sentimental value yeah. as well, uh, in addition to having every credit card and identification <laughs> and every number dear to me. Uh, the Fisherman's Market, they're located in Nelson, Kelowna, Kamloops, Vancouver, and West Vancouver. <laughs> so fish is a good protein. If you're going to eat animal protein, which I also, from the Chinese medicine diet, we encourage it as well. Um, but you want grass-fed beef, not grain-fed beef. It changes the omega-3 to 6 ratio when you look at fatty acids. It has more CoQ10, which is better, and it's just overall a healthier animal um, protein for you versus a grain-fed um, beef. And how do you feel about uh, organic versus non-organic You know, if it's truly organic, because that's mm-hmm. a whole other topic, um, basically you want to avoid chemicals. Chemicals and toxins in the environment um, act as endocrine disruptors. So we're seeing this in male fertility. We're seeing this in female fertility. This is definitely, um, in my opinion, and a lot of other authors, PhDs, medical doctors that are writing, um, a lot of the fertility on the rise, they're starting to think um, a lot of this is probably due to the toxins and chemicals in our environment. Okay, how about an avocado, which has a, a thick skin on it, and yeah. you can wash it off? How, how about that? How about this? The avo- non-organic avocado over the um, sport bar, 
But Absolutely. if you have a choice between <laughs> organic and a non-organic, then go for the organic. But there is a website for like the Dirty Dozen, the, you know. The oh, yes, 50. that's right. So there's, there, there is, if you can Google it, there are websites that tell you these are the ones that you definitely want to eat organic, and these are the ones probably not a big deal. Right. Okay, so we're going to go to break right now. But when we come back, you've promised to give me some of the top tips for men and women to improve their fertility. Very, uh, thank you very much for being here. We're here with Dr. Lauren Brown, and he is a traditional Chinese medical doctor, and he is with AccuBalance. And if you have any fertility questions for the fine doctor, give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We will be back very shortly. Welcome back. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I'm Maureen McGrath. I host this show, and I'm also a registered nurse, a sexual health educator, a blogger, researcher. I'm in clinical practice. I have a clinical practice on Main Street at 50th and Main at 6602 Main Street, the Welcome Clinic, and also in North Vancouver on Lonsdale at Euromed. So you can email me if you like for an appointment if you have any uh, if you'd like to come and see me, uh, nurse talk at hotmail.com, or you can just email me a question, sex talk at cknw.com. You can always call us here, 604 9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I am joined in the studio by Dr. Lauren Brown. He's a traditional Chinese medical doctor and medicine doctor, traditional Chinese medicine doctor at AccuBalance. And we are talking about fertility, and he has promised to tell me and you the five surprising things women should know when they are trying to conceive. This can be a heartbreak for many women and many couples, that the uh, the anxiety around trying to conceive, having that baby, it, it's it can be life-altering, life-changing, and so stressful as well to go through. So what are some of the things? There's lots of information out there, but what are some of those surprising things women should know? Before I, I'll, I want to mention that Jill Blakeway, who's our keynote speaker at the Fertility Symposium, she's going to be doing a public talk on the Sunday on Jill's top five tips. And I don't know what those are going to be yet. So I'm going to tell you my surprising tips. Okay. And if you can make it to Jill's talk on Sunday, we'll find out what she has to say. She's the author of Making Babies. That's right. And, and she's been on Dr. Oz and Oprah the View, and the morning yeah, shows. And yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic. So in that, you can register at acubalance.ca. Here's what I have. Oh, so here's okay. my, first, my five surprising things that women should know when they are trying to conceive. All right. So number one, your health. And this applies to both men and women, actually. At the time of conception plays a role in your future baby's health blueprint. And that was the epigenetics we talked about. A lot of women think, oh, okay, I got my period. I'm going to ovulate in about two weeks. I got to be healthy now. I start eating well. I'll stop smoking. Actually, the health of that egg, the quality of that egg is determined about three months before you ovulate. So the health of the woman and actually the man too, the, the months leading up to conception and at the time of conception and then obviously throughout her gestation or pregnancy actually determine the child's health blueprint. So this is really important. A lot of women don't know that three months before they even trying to conceive, what they've been doing will actually impact the health of their future child. So when you say the child's health footprint. Blueprint. I'm uh, sorry, blueprint. Um, do you mean that that helps, to, helps them to become pregnant? Or yes. if they do become pregnant, the blueprint is better? Or? Both. Because okay. a healthy baby, the equation I have for the healthy baby equation is healthy egg plus healthy, um, healthy sperm plus healthy in environment equals healthy baby. 
So we need to get the egg and the sperm to its peak potential, fertility potential, the uterine environment, and that improves their chances of getting pregnant and then obviously the health blueprint of the child. So we're thinking risk factors here, cardiovascular disease, depression, Alzheimer's, um, uh, cancers. These are the things that we're trying to avoid. We don't want these risk factors. So all this stuff, because our goal never, at AccuBounce, our goal is not just to get you pregnant. We want a healthy baby. Our, the couples that we see want a healthy baby. So we're doing So you're saying that, that the healthier the blueprint, the less risk they'll have as they grow and age of cardiovascular disease and Alzheimer's disease? And Yes. This is what we're learning in epigenetics now. This is the study of epigenetics. This is the new controversial studies is... You know, is this true? Is this not? Like how lifestyle and diet are changing. And there's, some, and there's a lot of doctors like Dr. Mark Hyman's talking a lot about your diet, your lifestyle, stress, and how you move. I think it's vital. Impacts. I think it's vital in so many ways. I had a friend who just recently texted me and she said she lost 10 pounds. And she said she just feels like an entirely different human being, has so much more energy. And I think people are more productive. They can run around a lot faster. Uh, You're changing your biological age because chronologically, let's say I'm, I'm chronologically 48. But biologically, I could be 50. I start to eat better. I work out with Sean, so I start exercising. I do acupuncture. I take some vitamins. I do stress reduction. And my body may biologically get younger. Although chronologically, I'm, I'm 47 still, I may biologically become younger. There's actually a neat study, two different studies, one on uh, meditation and one on eating a healthy diet, looking at the telomeres. These are the little ends of your DNA. They're like the uh, ends of a shoelace. And as you age, they get shorter. Well, they show through diet. Also, another study, stress reduction, they lengthened again. So longevity there. So we're seeing that we can impact our lifespan and our quality of life and health through diet and lifestyle. Excellent. And so um, tell me when women are most fertile. And this may surprise a lot of women, one of your surprising tips. This is one of my surprising (laughs) tips. Um, You're basically most fertile about 48 hours before you ovulate. So if you're using the basal body temperature to track, once the temperature goes up, you pretty much miss the boat. It's, it's usually, the, the charting is really good for hindsight, like, oh, this is what I'm ovulating. But once you've ovulated, you've released the egg, the temperature's up, so you've already released the egg. So studies show about two days before those 48 hours you're most fertile. So if you have a regular cycle, um, then try to have intercourse um, the day before and the day of you ovulate, and that's a good time. And... Just so you know, sperm, healthy sperm can live um, three to five days in the vaginal environment. I can say this here because we're on a sex show. In this a healthy, <laughs> in a hel- I'm glad you mentioned the vaginal environment. I'm the va- vagina whisperer. In a healthy vaginal environment, it's important that the vagina is healthy so the totally. pH is balanced yes, you as balanced well. Yes, pH. You don't want infections. Yeah. Um, because outside her fertile window, the, the mucus, the cervical vaginal environment is protecting. She doesn't want any foreign substance in her body, so it's not friendly to the sperm. But once she gets into that fertile window, she gets that spin bark, the egg white, um, um, uh, discharge. That's like seminal fluid. It actually helps nurture and bring the sperm up to the cervix, and then when she releases the egg, helps it bring it up to the fallopian tube. My expression is never keep a lady waiting. So the sperm should be there before the egg is released. So, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I say, I say leave them wanting, but go <laughs> ahead. All right, but I have a different subject. Uh, so how about acupuncture? Is that part of your surprising tips? Yes. So... Um, acupuncture, 
um, can help you regulate your cycle, so it helps promote ovulation, increase blood flow to the reproductive system, more blood to the ovaries, um, more nutrients, more oxygen, balanced hormones. Um, it helps reduce the, um, the negative effects of stress. So acupuncture is a great um, tool to use to improve your fertility. And, and speaking of stress, this is not one of your tips, but uh, I, wanted just, I wanted to touch upon adrenal fatigue. You know, I think it's an overdiagnosed condition. I think basically, and, and there were some studies done actually in the 60s prior to our living this stressful life, uh, you know, prior to 9-11, prior to the global economic crash, that uh, about 66% of people met the criteria for, which was basically a questionnaire, you know, are you tired? Do you sometimes not feel like getting up in the morning? Uh, do you feel kind of low? So about 66% of the population met the criteria for this adrenal fatigue syndrome. I have to say, I don't, I don't buy it, but you're the <laughs> traditional Chinese medicine I doctor. I know well, you, you buy it, well, you but then, I, you know what? Because you can test for it now. There's, there's salivary tests. I mean, we could do blood, but nobody's going to go to the lab at midnight to test. Uh-huh. So you can do uh, four points during the day, and we can start to see the, the, um, the pattern of the, of, the, uh, of the cortisol, and it can be out of balance. And when you start to heal the adrenals, you can see people get their energy, their blood sugars get regulated. But isn't it just from what you described, living a, a good, healthy life, as opposed to purchasing all sorts of natural products, of which course. is what I found. A lot of people that I know have been diagnosed with adrenal fatigue syndrome. or Well, that's not going to fix it. That's, that's all not going to fix it. There's, you yeah. know... Taking drugs to fix a problem is not going to do it. Taking nutritional supplements, you have to do their supplements. They're there to supplement a good diet, a good lifestyle. So Chinese medicine, the first intervention is diet and lifestyle. Acupuncture and herbs are second. So if you have adrenal dysfunction, you can't pop a vitamin or a pill to get over this. You do have to make those healthy changes. Exactly. And it may just be that you're living, uh, you know, uh, on, you're on the fast track, you're on the treadmill, you're, you're depleting your body, you're depleting it of sleep and healthy nutrients. And of course, anybody is going to wear down with that and there's, a, that there's an expression resolved. in chinese medicine before age 35 disease cheats you after 35 um you, uh, sorry before age 35 you cheat, cheat disease. disease after 30, age 35 disease cheats you so this adrenal stuff again that's what's happening at age 35 good fat protein rest that's a great way to setting uh, limits saying no saying setting no. boundaries yes. all of that <laughs> exactly. which some of us have a difficult time doing <laughs> but uh, thank goodness we sleep and have sex because that can help so what about when somebody has no idea why they cannot conceive right so you go see a specialist right you see somebody that focuses on fertility and they'll look for structural issues hormonal issues at our clinic we also look for some of these underlying um, deficiencies that we see often. So vitamin D deficiency, um, thyroid imbalances, um, blood sugar issues. We see issues with these where people have been diagnosed with unexplained. We've corrected the deficiency, and they go on to have healthy babies naturally. So that is one of the things that's often overlooked in the regular testing, mm -hmm. um, and we like to look for deficiencies. So, But it starts with eating well and exercise. Your treatment's always going to be about diet, sleep, rest, weight exercise, Because weight is the number reduction. one, is one of the most common reasons for infertility, isn't it? Excess weight, what, yeah, obesity. Yeah, if, 
If you're overweight or too thin, it can interfere with your ovulation and your ability to conceive and hold a pregnancy. Exactly. Well, it has been a most interesting conversation with you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I've learned a lot tonight myself. Um, so where can people sign up for? Uh, so if they go to the website, acubalance.ca. The and it's first, with A-C-U-B-A-L-A-N-C-E. Yeah, A-C-U-B-A-L-A-N-C-E, acubalance.ca. Okay. It's Jill's top five tips for making babies naturally. And the first 50 people that register are going to get a free copy of her book signed by Jill Blakeway. Nice, nice. Okay, well, thank you so much. Great to see you. Thanks for all the fabulous information. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for helping to make babies in British Columbia. I'm Maureen McGrath. When I come back, I'm going to tell you what's coming up in the second hour. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Have we overloaded you with information tonight all about fertility? If you want to have a baby, you've got to have sex first, I think. And you are listening to a sex show, so that's a start. Also, whether you want to have a baby or not, maybe you don't want to have a baby, you just want to have sex, that's good too. So we are going to be coming up to the second hour. See how how fast things fly when you're having fun? And sex is meant to be fun and playful, so make it that way. And I do have a little lady love basket, which uh, will help to make it fun in the second hour. I'll tell you what's in that if you stay with me. Uh, also, we're going to be talking to Dave, dave.ca of Dave.ca Communications. We're going to be talking about uh, orgasm. We're going to be, because that's a good idea, talk uh, <laughs> with uh, your man. Not that Dave's my man, he's not. But anyway, uh, we're, nonetheless, we're going to talk about orgasm. We're also going to be talking about bragging about your online relationship. And Vancouver rates highest for sugar daddies. That's me. That means we have the most sugar babies as well. And what is the new def- definition of a sugar daddy? And, of course, my pubic hair follow-up because I had a lot of interesting emails about that. And the porn, which I've promised for a long time now. Is it good? Is it bad? What do you think? Give me a call. Tell me about this stuff. You do write to me, and I do appreciate that. You can always email me, sextalk at cknw.com, or you can give me a call, 604-280-9898. Star 9898 on your cell. When I come back, we're going to learn about Lady Love and Sugar Daddies. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.